Welcome to a talk from St. Saviour's Sunbury. We pray that you hear from God. Hello, everyone. <laughs> that was cool. Um, so I'm just going to ask you a few questions. First off, it's a kind of youth tradition to ask this. So what's your favourite cheese? I've got lots of favourites. I think today it would be Red Leicester with a nice slice of apple and a cracker. goes really well together. Very good choice. So what do you do for a job? So I work for an organisation called Tear Fund, which um, I'm sure many of you have heard about. There's a number of us in the, um, in the congregation that work there. And we work with people in poverty, um, in disasters, as well as long-term. And we're really um, motivated by God's mission to not just save, but to restore relations with himself, because we believe poverty is not, not just material, but emotional and spiritual as well. So what I do there, um, I work doing research and making recommendations to governments, to big global banks or UN institutions to try and f fight for kind of more justice, basically. Cool. Do you have any biblical references that link to your role? It's almost like I knew you might ask that question. So, I've got <laughs> um, so it, it varies. And actually, for the last sort of year or so, I've been uh, motivated by um, Romans 12, 1 to 2, particularly the message version. Um, so I'll read it out. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. Now, one of the reasons that motivates me at the moment is I, I found it quite enlightening to think, or, and there's a reminder of, gosh, yes, my everyday life is an offering to God. Um, so, you, you know, we watched Greta at the beginning and she's really placed, I don't think she's a Christian, but she has placed her life as, a, as an offering still. Um, so it's made me think, you know, everything I do, I can place that before God to try and fight injustice and poverty. Yeah. Cool. What does acting justly mean to you? Uh, acting justly, um, I think it's about being rooted in love and God's sense of justice, and uh, trying to do what we think is right. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, I think that poverty is about the need for a restoration of relationships, be it with God, with each other, with ourselves, with creation as well. So I think justice is trying to fight for that restoration and recognizing that Jesus came to restore all of those um, relations. And I, and I think, uh, along with Greta, who's really inspiring at the moment, you may have watched those programs on the war on plastic that was on. And there was two young girls that started a petition to uh, just had enough of all those plastic toys you get at McDonald's and Burger King and their children's and kids' meals. 
And they, they collected as many as they could from friends, and they took it along, and they started a petition. And I think that's acting justly. They've just thought, what can I do? Um, I think there were eight. You know, what can I do? And they, they did what they could. How can we and how do you live it out? So I guess one big thing I do is I work full time in that area. Um, but, outside, but I've always been motivated in that since I was a student. And, but in other areas, um, it's, it's certainly been enlightening for me. Um, and I think it's more in the public domain now about what we can do. We talked about plastic. So probably particularly over the last sort of five or six years, I've been making more significant changes. And... And it was really um, good what you said about the food bank and how much food waste there is. So I think some key principles that I try and live by now is reduce, um, reuse and recycle. Um, we try and borrow big items that we don't own. I just try and reduce what I shop. Historically, I love clothes shopping. I find a lot of pleasure in that. So I just don't go shopping because I find it too difficult and tempting. Um, and, you know, just small things, like I literally just two weeks ago have started making my own cleaning products with vinegar and water. Um, two bigger things, we, we cycle more locally. We've, Keith, my husband and I both got seats for our little daughter and cycle around, try and drive less, but that is difficult. We live in a car culture um, and fly less on holiday, holiday more locally. But there is, I would just add that there is... Um, only so much we can do as individuals. It's really important we do what we do, but it's important to ask governments and our local MPs and businesses to do more because we need them to make bigger changes to make it easier for us as well. And finally, can you tell us about co what campaigning you do and how you do it in your job? Okay, so in the most recent example was... Um, last Friday, um, I was in London as part of these global strikes that Greta is really the inspiration for. Um, last August, it's only been in, the, in a year that she decided she'd had enough and she felt so deeply about climate change, which is mostly what I work on, that she said, um, I'm going to sit outside the Swedish town hall in Stockholm until they sit up and listen. So she's been uh, missing school, I think, every Friday. Um, and now it's grown into a global movement of once a month. And um, as Tier Fund employees, a load of us joined, because this time they asked for adults to stand in solidarity with them. Um, so I do things like that in terms of campaigning, make lifestyle choices. Uh, tomorrow I'm off to the Conservative Party conference. Another form of activism as I talk about climate change and poverty and what um, our government can do. Thank you. Now, Noah, your turn. <laughs> now can I please invite Claire up to the front? <laughs> so, first question, obviously, is what's your favourite cheese? Um, I don't really do cheese. That's not really good. I, I might be maybe just a normal cheddar. I'm not a cheese person. I do meat, sorry. Okay. <laughs> We're not very good in this topic of conversation, What is your role here at St Saviour's? Um, so I work here at St Saviour's. I'm the social transformation pastor here. Um, I've been here three years and uh, basically head up, uh, lead the food bank and um, oversee the community and outreach work um, and the surplus food. 
So do you have any biblical references that link to your role? Um, so for those of you that know me, I've been in this church about 12 years. Um, I was a member of the congregation. And probably about three and a half, four years ago, I was really prompted over and over and over in worship here um, and through many different practicalities about being called into a position. Again, those of you that will know, there was a lady, Anna, who was the food bank manager here. um, And I really felt clearly prompted that this was the thing and I needed to be here. Um, And the Bible verses that were given to me over and over were um, both in Isaiah 58, uh, Isaiah 58.7 and Isaiah 58.10 and basically the gist of them both is to feed the hungry, help those in trouble um, and your light will shine from darkness um, and then again share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. That was basically over and over without um, and I kept saying if it, are you sure it's that sign, are you sure, is it more, is it less but they are definitely the Bible verses that led uh, into into the convictions of my heart that I have so readily um, and that when we do all the things that we do within the food bank and within the community ministry, know that it isn't my driving force. It's a conviction that I have from God and a, a, a calling and a belief that this is his way and what he wants not only me but this community and this church to do. So what does acting justly mean to you? Um, as a, as a person, um, injustice has been something that's been on my heart since I was really small. I can remember being three and four in the playground and telling someone else that that's not okay to talk to them like that. So my heart comes from an injustice place. So to act justly means, um, for me, we, sorry, so the injustice, the, the injustice that we use for me is the surplus food, um, part of the ministry that we operate in, um, is the food poverty and food waste. Um, And we meet, we've got about 450 clients right now here in Sunbury um, that that don't have enough. And then uh, those of you that know my van, it's a big sort of black car. We can fill that car pretty much four times over every day just from local food that's chucked away. Um, That's everything, eggs, bread, meat, cake. It goes on and on and on. So I know that one in nine grown-ups in Sunbury go to bed hungry. And I know that I can fill my car four times over. So to act justly for me is to fill that gap, to fill that injustice, um, and also to lead it from the front, not just to turn around and say, well, this is what you need to do, and this is how you need to do it. I believe I'm called to do this. Trust me, surplus can be the bane of our lives when we have to pick it up at six in the morning, eight at night when we do calls and we've got to take the food, freeze it, cover it. Um, but I believe that it's something that God's placed on, on me, on Sunbury, locally, to, to act in that space and to allow that injustice. So how do you and how can we live it out? So for me, I believe that this church should be a surplus-serving church. I believe that every bit of cake that we eat, we shouldn't purchase it. This food that you're going to eat today will go in as otherwise headed for the bin. Bin-bound banquets, surplus to supper, all those things. And um, it's my heart and my conviction that not only this church, but maybe individually, as charities, as corporates, locally, that we change. And I, I honour all the people that do their things globally. Um, and, and actually, that really scares me how massive globally it is. But to me, we can make a change here 
we can change and transform ourselves, we can change and transform our community. And by doing that slowly, we can show that ripple effect. Um, we can go out and we can do that. So that's really what I'm convicted in and what I believe that we should be doing is that we should change ourselves, we should change our communities, and then that will change the world. Because if everybody's doing that, the world will transform. All right, so... So, final question. What are some of the projects you've been doing in the church? Um, so using the surplus food, uh, we, ha we provide, yes, we provide food for, for our clients. We provide lunches. We also currently feed two uh, uh, breakfast clubs free, all their cereal, all their toast, all their croissants and breakfast. And that means that many more children locally get access to free breakfast and free food. Um, we, have, we, do, we use the food where I think we've done a couple of uh, wakes and a, and we've, a wedding um, where we've been blessed and actually had everything that we need to, to, to suffice. So my point, my thing is that what we're using, we're using that food and helping change and transform our communities. Okay. Thank you. For more information about St. Saviour's, please visit our website at www.stsaviorsunbury.org.uk.